conversations about yesterday's animation animations. Saturday morning cartoon fair. Days past to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Nickelodeon. Thundercats. Ghostbusters. Transformers. DuckTales. Days. Days. Days past to That's not a particularly deep show. So you will like us. Hello and welcome to the Days Past Tooncast 2021 edition. It's the future. We're here. My name is Will. My name is Travis. And on this podcast, we have adult conversations about yesterday's animations. We're back. We missed New Year's. Happy New Year's to you. Happy 2021. Happy New Year's. We missed Toonsmiths. Happy Mm. Toonsmiths. Merry Toonsmiths to you. Merry Toonsmiths to you and yours. Mm, That was a tough one. But we're here now. Yeah. And we're back off of a hot streak. Yes. We made a gentleman's agreement. Yes, we shook hands with no gloves. I, and I cut my hand before we did it so there would be blood. I had spat on mine, so we, yeah. Doctor's bills ran high. Yes. But it was worth it. Uh-huh. We said 12 episodes of covering only new cartoons. Tunes that we've never covered before, up to episode 100. Mm-hmm. Well... 100 has come and gone. Yes, it has. And now we're on 101. Yep. (laughs) And we've been white knuckling it (laughs) for about 12 or 13 episodes here. Now we are falling off the wagon. Mm -hmm. And if you're going to fall off the wagon, if you're going to throw yourself off the wagon is what we're doing. Yeah. You want to reach for that straight rot gut whiskey. Yep. You want to reach down to your dirty sock (laughs) and pull that that flask out, (laughs) blow the dust off of it. And take a deep, deep sip. Uh-huh. And that's what we did. If you think cartoons, especially in the 80s, mm-hmm. cartoons with toys, yeah. with mini merchandises, <laughs> this is the one you're thinking of. <laughs> Everybody knows it. It's a joke and not to be taken lightly mm-hmm. at the same time. Yes, very serious. This is Hey Man! And the masters of the universe! Master of the universe. Of the universe. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you're, you look like you've been confronted by a bear, mm-hmm. and you were just like, maybe if I just stand still... This will all end. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've just been waiting so long to hear that. I know, because that is the sound that heralds the arrival of Prince Adam mm-hmm. and all of his goofy buddies. And the Mottus. The Mottus. <laughs> the Mottus. Hello, the masters of the universe. We call them the Mottus around here. He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. Uh, uh-huh. Just one of the very best, worst cartoons you could ever hope for. Definitely. Coming back to it after uh, a year yeah. of, of not watching He-Man. Mm-hmm. And I feels like that was part of what was wrong with 2020 uh, right yeah <laughs> a, a year of you telling me no travis we're not we're not covering that every week i felt like i was your sponsor yeah you're like i'm will i'm this close to watching a he-man on youtube i'm like no 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 no, travis travis just give some time coming back to it with i guess relatively fresh eyes the show is as much a sitcom as it is action adventure i've realized mm-hmm. i don't know how i skipped that yeah. the, the first five times we've covered this show <laughs> Um, I mean, the ba- it, it goes it goes there. It, it tries to go there. It's perfectly like a late 70s sitcom. <laughs> yes. it's, it's the filler on Nick at Night. Yeah, you're, you're only missing uh, Jack Tripper and Suzanne Summers. <laughs> you're only missing that. It's pretty I mean, it's pretty close. It's always that like this is a sci fi fantasy world. There's no wonder why it was popular. The characters, the world and the cartoon all seem like they were created by children. Yeah. And so, of course, kids love them because it's just kind of like, I don't know what would be cool. A guy with three faces, throw it in there. Yeah. Uh, he has a sword, but he also rides around in a tank that talks to him. That's basically just everything a kid likes vomited into a cartoon. Candy, magic, <laughs> yes. clowns, yes. toys. Toys, beefy men, yes. swords, uh-huh. tanks, yep. sci-fi, uh-huh. Hot women. Hot women. If you're you're into it, we got some some hot women's here. I'll tell you what the kids love. They love hot women. They love them. They got it all. Mm -hmm. But just there's always a caper involved. Just like, what are those crazy Motus up to today? We'll find out. Yep. On He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. Let's take a trip down to Eternia. 
the concept of the show, we've covered it like four or five times now, but yes. you know, I just want people to know in case they have never seen He-Man. Or, or you, yeah, or you grew up uh, under a rock. Or post-He-Man, because yes. you and I were both tots when the show was canceled. Mm -hmm. We were not even a year old or a year old, depending on your math. <laughs> we were syndication babies. So a lot of people know He-Man. Not everyone's watched He-Man. Mm -hmm. But the basic conceit is that Prince Adam, who talks like this, hi, I'm Prince Adam, and I'm very not He-Man. <laughs> he lifts a sword and somehow is transformed through the magic of Castle Grayskull, which is a magical castle, into He-Man. I don't know if it's another personality that overtakes him. They seem to share a brain. Like, it seems, I don't want to get into, I don't want it to be explained. Yeah. This is one of those shows where the less questions asked, the better. Yeah. You, you don't, don't ask. No. You don't, you don't want to know. It's like being the kid if you're playing make-believe and they're like, the fort's a spaceship now. And you're like, well, how did that happen? Yeah. No, just play along. Okay. Just roll with it. But he is the the lead hero of a band of heroes yes. in the, the land, the kingdom of Eternia. Uh -huh. And they are facing off against a fella and his band of ne'er-do-wells. Yes. Skeletor. Ooh, baby. He's got a yellow, uh, rubbery face. <laughs> Especially in the, in the yes. action figure. A built bod. Man, he, yeah, they're both jacked. They're fucking jacked yes. up. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he, he uh, Skeletor's a magician and he's a bad boy. Now, there's more to him, certainly, of all of them, there's more to him than anybody else. But that's the basic thing is that you've got He-Man and the good folks, you got Skeletor and the bad folks. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, that's a simplistic view, but we'll take it. Yeah. So let's get into it. We got to talk about this particular episode of He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. We're back, baby. We're back. We're back. <laughs> <laughs> it's just going to be like 12 straight episodes of He-Man now. Like, we're going to have to have an intervention done on us after this. <laughs> well, we fell off the wagon yeah, and the look, wagon's falling off another wagon. We set the wagon on fire. Yep. <laughs> and we ate the horse. <laughs> So, Travis, we got to get into the episode proper. This is what we're here for, people. Let's do it. Travis. Yes. I want to know what episode did we watch? Will, I'm going to give it to you. Do. This episode is called The Greatest Show on Eternia. It's season two, episode 35, and originally broadcast October 4th, 1984. We keep going back to the nostalgia of these shows, whether we watch them at the time or they just remind us of a great time. Yep. I think to get some context of the environment in which mm -hmm. these shows were being released, these cartoons, yeah. when we come back to revisit them, you and I have agreed, Travis, let's see what happened on the day of the cartoon's release. Yes, yes, I agree. I understand you've done some research, Travis. A little bit, yes. I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. I do think that before we do it, we need to figure out what this segment is called okay. so that we can get a theme song for it. Yeah, all right. A little song yeah. for it, okay? Yeah. So we're talking about the past. Yes. What happened in the past. Mm -hmm. Anytime that happened before now, that's the past, baby. And we need to talk about it. Yeah. So. Days past, time lapse. <laughs> it's not bad. It's Day, not bad. Days past, Day, mustache. <laughs> Day, days past. <laughs> I like that. No, that's a good, that's a good approach is just to power through, just to keep going. Uh-huh. Um, I wanted to keep doing something with blast. It's a dumb phrase. We mm -hmm. all heard of it. Blast from the past. But the thing is, just blast from the past. Shoot me now if we make that the actual title of it. <laughs> uh, it's it's the days past tune cat tune. Y yeah. Okay. I'm the days along. past tune cast blast. That sounds like Baha'i blast. Uh, Baha'i blast. That's a faith, not Baha'i blast. How about okay? Okay. Days past tune cast blast from the days past. Dude, that sounds like a, a song if I've ever heard it. Days past, tune cast, blast from the days past. Days past, tune cast, blast from the days past. Days past, tune cast, blast from the days past. Days past, tune cast, blast from the days past. So, on this day, mm -hmm. is a, a days past tune cast blast from the days past. <laughs> what was the date again? October 4th, 1984. Lay it on me, brother. The top five songs in the USA at that special week in October were uh, Prince, Let's Go Crazy. And you know, we're both Prince fans. I do know that. Mm -hmm. I know that about me. <laughs> I, I'm a Prince fan as well. Okay. We, we've Accepted. definitely shared that love. The number two song was Stevie Wonder. I just called... 
to say. Uh, yeah, I don't like that I one so much. Okay. I, look, I, it feels like it feels like you're not. No, no, it's I'm, and your your rendition is great. Yes, thank you. I feel like I can't say any Stevie Wonder song is not my jam. That mm-hmm. one is not my jam. Okay, but you like, have jams that are Stevie Wonder esque. Just that that one you take a hard pass. That's okay. not my one. I got you. I got you, babe. I got you, babe. Uh, number three was the Cars Drive. The Cars are a great band. The complete opposite of Stevie Wonder in every way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, sighted white men who play power pop music. Uh, number four was John Waite, Missing You. I don't know what that song is, actually. I've never heard it. Hmm. And Cindy Lauper, Shebop, number five. Let's see what this John Waite's all about. Yeah, let's check that out. I mean, it's just, there's a lot of songs that sound like this. <laughs> I, he just added this to the pile of oh, yeah, okay, songs yeah, that just song. sung. I know, yeah, I got this. Missing I you. don't know. I don't know it. <laughs> John Waite, I don't know who you are, but you guess what? You know, uh, waiting time is over uh-huh. for John Waite because I got no time for this soft, mealy-mouthed bullshit. <laughs> Let's turn it into a music roast podcast. All right, so that that has been your... Yeah, that'll be good. That'll be good going forward. Uh, yeah. yeah, we'll see. <laughs> We've had a lot of segments come and go. Yeah. That's the kind of show we are. We're always changing <laughs> things up. Enough horsing around. Let's get down to business. Yes. Brass tax, baby. He-man business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is there any outstanding He-man business before, <laughs> before we wrap it. this up? Yes. Gaveling everything. Oh, I wish. Mm-hmm. In selecting this episode, yes. I didn't realize that it was actually the 100th episode of He-Man produced. It's the second season. It's the 35th episode of that season. Yeah. But it's the 100th episode of He-Man. So kind of full circle, really, for it us. It really is kind of <laughs> full circle. <laughs> Supporting you so hard. <laughs> All I knew in selecting it was that some consider it the worst He-Man episode ever. Uh-huh. Which I figured... Why not? Why not? Viewing it for the first time at age 37... Yeah. And knowing that people think it's the worst... Some people think it's the worst. I gotta ask, what makes a good He-Man episode that this episode doesn't have? <laughs> this is has everything you would want from a He-Man. Uh-huh. There's no quality dip or anything. It's just the same running around shirtless not using your sword, throwing people. I don't know what high drama or what the people are looking for, <laughs> but this one has got something for everybody. It does. And it tells us where we're headed from the jump. Yes. With music. You got whistles. You got calliopes. You're going to the circus. Oh, baby. Peanuts and cotton candy. Here we gum. Did you ever go to the circus? Yes, one time, sir. Okay. As an adult, though. Once? Oh, no. I, I, I went, I so took you had my, a choice. I took my kids. I took my kids to the circus, and it was all right, actually. It wasn't bad. I'm going to report you for <laughs> bad parenting. <laughs> I'm going to call CPS. <laughs> I don't think anyone should be at the circus. And I don't want to turn this into a bummer. Uh-huh. It's like, because... It seems like very mixed what is going on at the circus, but no one seems to think it's all on the up and up. Uh-huh. And I know there are different circuses, but the circus as a concept, yes. it's it's very sad these days to mm-hmm. talk about. It's a way to bring the, the room down. So it, it's not water cooler talk, huh? If you roll up to your workers and start talking about the circus, it's going to bum everyone out on a Monday, right? Hey, guys, what'd you do this weekend? Yeah, exactly. Uh- I went to the circus for the fifth time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an adult man. I chose to be there. <laughs> Like, because I was taken once as a child and I wanted to go. I was taken by my mom and I I remember it was fine. You know, it was like elephants walking. I I remember so little of it except that it was huge and elephants were walking as they tend to do. And I mean, you really got to question the place that always hands out free tickets at the grocery store. You know? Do they? Yes, dude. You always like, the grocery store always had like free tickets when you left, man. What is the state of circuses? I I wonder. (laughs) We need to, we need to call somebody, (laughs) get someone on the horn, get the bearded lady on the horn and ask her what's going on. And I've seen, like I saw the great showman in the theater, that movie, which is not, it's not like I go see a lot of movies. So the fact that I saw that was weird because I don't even like musicals Uh and Wolverine is PT Barnum in that movie. (laughs) And it's, it's weird. And I, even in watching that, I was like, I don't think this guy in the late 1800s, early 1900s was going up to freaks 
as he would see them. I mean, like, you can be yourself. You can, it's not, it's not, that wasn't his motivation. It was, y'all weird, money. Greenbacks. People will pay to look at you and laugh or deride you. So uh, that's, I mean, in Dumbo, the movie Dumbo, it really spells out for you what the circus is, like what to expect. Yes. Scary and sad. Crying elephants. A nightmare zoo for animals and people. It's a, it's it's a traveling prison for animals and then for people who are treated like animals in some way. You know what, Will? I'm going to call my kids right now and apologize. You should. <laughs> the circus is festively grim. <laughs> this is an episode about the circus. The circus has come to Eternia, mm-hmm. the fantasy land of He-Man and Friends. <laughs> And we know this because some poor worker is putting up a poster for the circus. Yes. And I don't know where they're traveling from. Uh-huh. The, the cosmology of He-Man escapes me because <laughs> there's different planets and realms and shit. And there's not like a map like of Narnia <laughs> telling you where the different countries are. It's right. just like, hey, the, the, the circus is coming to this entire kingdom. Right. And Orko, the little floating wizard man yes. that is really the child the kiddo mm-hmm. on the show. He's super excited. Yes. He's super excited by, by people walking on tightropes, jugglers, and wild animals. He's a f- magician. Thank you. He's a G-damn magician. <laughs> and sorry, I don't like cussing, but I'll say it. He's a G-damn street magician. That M fucker yeah. is a G-damn. <laughs> that's some B shit. Mm-hmm. He's a levitating faceless wizard. <laughs> He and he lives in Eternia. He sees crazier shit yeah. every morning when he looks out the window. Like mm-hmm. every morning he wakes up and he sees He Man and flying cars and shit. Like, yeah, so, yeah, juggling's blowing his fucking mind. It's <laughs> hey, you know what? He is the kid. He also like there <laughs> on the poster. There's a picture of an elephant, which comes into play a lot in the plot. Yes, but they hang out with a guy who has an elephant head, like a metal elephant head, uh. named Snout Spout. From the masters of the universe, Snout Spout, his knockout nose not. Evil out. That's more impressive. Yeah. It's a shirtless barbarian <laughs> with a metal elephant head. Stout spot, heroic hose nose. Prince Adam, the secret identity of He-Man. He's there. He's into it, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and the the circus comes on what they call the circus rocket train. Yes. Which looks like a play school toy because mm-hmm. it's alive and it's connected in that way where it's like kids can pull it apart. Like it's a little bulb that goes into a hole and you push the different pieces together. Right. And it's fun for the child because it's like, I'm learning what snapping feels like. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, there's a, a touch sense to it and a sound. It's arriving right then and it's going to crash. Yes. A circus train accident is one of the saddest things I can think of. Mm. So a flying one. Would be really rough, especially because, again, it seems that the the train rocket is alive. Yes. And never touched on. Because He-Man appears. We get a He-Man transformation from Prince Adam to He-Man at three minutes and 29 seconds. Yes. It's like front-loading an album with a hit single. Mm. You want to give the people what they want, the good shit, fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah early. Yeah. yeah. Early and often. <laughs> so... He-Man appears. He's going to save this train from crashing into a mountain. Yep. And he saves the circus. Yes. Hey, great. This is when we meet the circus owner, who's very grateful to He-Man. Mickey Mouse. He sounds like a sad (laughs) Mickey Mouse. (laughs) And Travis, uh, getting into this guy, Mm -hmm. it's going to open up a can of worms. Okay. I have a question for you. Yeah, shoot. Are you down to clown? I'm down to clown. You're down to clown? I'm down to clown. Okay. Yes, sir. We're not talking about sex. Oh, uh, that's only down to clown, I know. Well, and I'm starting a campaign to end that because I don't understand that phrase. <laughs> I think it's so wasted because <laughs> I, I, I'm somebody who likes to joke around. Yeah. And when I meet someone who also likes to joke around, I'd like to be able to say about that person, they're down to clown. Yeah. And not mean that they're ready for a, a rendezvous in the night. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. How did it become someone who's ready to have sex? Yeah. I don't want to associate clowns any within 50 feet of sex. Uh, huh. So down to clown. Oh, she's down to clown, buddy. You kidding me? Is that a thing? That's what Is people it, say. Really? People say down to clown to mean they're, they will fuck. I've never, no, I've never heard that. Yes, that's Uh -uh. what it is. That's what. Holy mackerel. Yeah. I'm going to look Urban Dictionary immediately. You will find exactly what I'm telling you. (laughs) You will find examples because I looked it up just to be sure. I, I want to end that. I think we need to put a stop to that. And I think we need to make it that person's down to clown, meaning 
they like to joke around. Buddy, I'm 100% down with that. All right. Yeah. You're, you're down to clown. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because we're talking about clowns. Here come the clowns, everybody. <laughs> clowns. This is a big subject. We've, we've covered pirates before with our Moon Mesa episode. Uh, we've talked about ninjas many times. Yes. But it's subsets of people based on appearance and like a class oh. of people. We got a clown character. Yes. Who takes center stage, mm-hmm. literally. Yes. In this. And That's good. we got to talk about him, but I feel like we got to talk about clowns. Please. I was hoping you. You're you down had to clown. Something. Yeah. You've well, already signed well, a document I mean, saying you're down to clown. Well, yes, about this. We are now down to clown. Gotcha. Officially down to clown podcast. Okay. The first thing I think to establish is that the circus, specifically for clowns, likes to use the song that we're listening to. Travis, do you know what that song is called? Will I do not. The famous circus song. You would think that's the title. The famous circus song. (laughs) It's not. It's called Entrance of the Gladiators. Really? (laughs) Yes. Can you imagine anybody besides clowns entering a space to like Russell Crowe? Like gladiators, yeah, yeah, gladiators or, or, coming into or American gladiators. Can you imagine battle. laser and ice coming into this? No. Or siren. Shout out to siren. Oh, is that one of the ladies? Yes. Okay. Good. <laughs> Mythologically, that that matches up. Uh, they speed for the circus. Usually, they speed it up, mm-hmm. and I guess that it's rearranged, and they'll call it "Thunder and Blazes," which sounds like a Thor theme song. What are these titles? It should be called like "Plippity Point" or oh or the Peanut Parade or something. Or Not, clown cars. Yeah, yeah. it's it, this is this is what clowns sound like. That and. <laughs> That's that is the the soundtrack of a clown if I've ever heard one. So gladiators, I don't think so. No, sir. No, cut it out. Crackers the clown is the clown in question. He is the head of the circus of this. Yes, of mm-hmm. this circus. Yeah, yes. I don't know of, of the circus. Like if there's a higher church, if there's a Vatican of clowns uh-huh. that like you when you say the church, you're also referring to the largest like highest right levels of clown. But uh, Crackers the clown is in charge of this circus. You're right. He sounds like Mickey Mouse. Yes, he does. He sounds like Mickey Mouse who's been on the road for 20 years. <laughs> oh, put him down, Myrtle. Myrtle's always looking for peanuts. <laughs> Hope she didn't hurt you. Hey, I saw you on the circus poster. You're Crackers the Clown, and this is your circus. You own it. That's right. Wow, what's your name? Oh, I'm Arco. Glad to meet you. It's just that kind of like weary uh, bags under the eyes feel uh, yeah, to he, what he's doing. He's seen things. Everyone at the circus has seen things. Oh, yeah. Carnies have seen the worst. Yes. And I don't know if I don't know if carnies go to the circus. I don't know if you want to separate them into carnival people, circus people for offending anyone by, Not at all. by mixing them together. <laughs> I don't know. I just want to know. I'm, I'm asking questions. Yeah. I want to learn. Yeah. I want to be better. You'll never know unless you ask. So it's And fun. so I'm asking, hey, guys, what y'all doing? What's up? Are you down to clown? Crackers the Clown, also, his appearance is interesting. He It's sad. Well, yeah. He <laughs> he has that build. He looks like he would have dad strength. Yeah. Because he's got a round tummy, extremely long neck. Yes. Um, but he has a deep V on this Jetsons jumpsuit that he has that yes. has like shoulder pads and stuff. And pecs, just solid as a rock. Yes. So he's that guy where it's like the upper body is there, but the the tummy's starting to drip. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it's a weird combo of things because he's also a clown uh. and he's got makeup all over his face. And as you said, he talks like a subdued, like a slightly drugged Mickey Mouse. <laughs> Mickey Mouse after two or three at the end of a long day. <laughs> uh, the subdued quality, I don't know, it kind of lends credence to the idea of real clowns. And by real clowns, what do I mean? I don't know. <laughs> but they apparently, some people think they exist. I knew a guy... Because there are people that are afraid of clowns, right? Yeah, 100%. And there are people that just want to bask in the idea of how scary clowns are, and they're not even afraid of them. It's like, guys, <laughs> if you're afraid, cool. If not, don't talk about how scary they are. <laughs> Find your own fear. I had a friend who was very afraid of clowns. Yes. He was a very big guy. Uh-huh. Over six feet, a solid build. He and friends went to a Halloween park around Halloween times. Uh-huh. They were walking around. He had a few. Had a few drinks. Yes. Somebody who worked for the park was dressed like a clown and was following him around the whole park, uh-huh. fucking with him. This is a bad idea because he was actively saying, 
stop following me. Uh-huh. <laughs> if someone says that to you and you work at Halloween Park, listen to them. If they're freaking out, especially if they're big, the guy keeps fucking with them. My friend turns around and punches him in the face and is ejected from the park. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> yes. Christ. And in pursuing this with him at the time, asking, like, why is this such a problem, you know, a fear? Yeah. He said, what if they're real? What if he's really a clown? (laughs) So So, so like they are like there are people who dress up as clowns, but a real clown is like a naturally occurring physical race of beings, I guess. It's like clowns. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, What if that is just his face? What if that is who he is? He is a clown. And how do you know the difference? And so unless you get to wash their face or whatever. I mean, right, unless you follow them home. And yeah, you, you see what car they drive and yeah. how many people are in it, how many clowns are in it. <laughs> and if you're a real clown, let us know right in. We want to know carnies, circus people, real clowns. Listen, I'm not deathly as afraid of clowns. I don't like them, though. They're not very likable. Let's yeah, be honest. I, 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 it's a bummer. Yeah, I see um, that because there's yeah. a sadness. <laughs> To a clown? Yeah. So you get, this is what I'm saying. Circuses, like, they just attract sad things. Okay. And that's, the clowns fall under that. Because I'm not, I'm not really afraid of them either. I can see how they're creepy. Yes. Like, I get yeah. it. Uh-huh. Uh, and I think they can be creepy. And, and, I it, and it probably helped form, a you know, a little bit of that in yeah, my in my I, brain. For me, the one clown I remember actively being afraid of was in Pee Wee's Big Adventure. <laughs> where at the beginning, like when his bike gets stolen, they cut to this like mechanical clown just going, ha, 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 and I always had to shut my eyes and fast forward through that part. Oh, I'm totally with you. Yeah. So I also had to fast forward through the parts with Gozer in Ghostbusters when I was a kid because it was scary. Yeah. Or not Gozer. What the Gozer dogs? Yes. Yeah. Yes, that was yes. too much for me. That's too much for me. <laughs> so clowns don't equal uh, soulless birds to you, right? That's not. They're no, not the same thing. No. No. Okay. No. 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 Okay. No. 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 Uh, <laughs> Because, I mean, a clown could, here's the thing, it it runs the gamut from, I guess, on one end of the spectrum, quote unquote, real clowns. Yes. And then on the other end of the spectrum, you just have like a guy who needs to make a buck and somehow decided clowning is, he's willing to do it. Yes. He's willing, he is down to clown for a dollar. To make ends meet, he will clown. I will clown for cash. (laughs) Clowning for cash. (laughs) Offered. Yeah. So, yeah, they're not. I mean, there's also like an art to it, as I understand it. Like, there's a theater aspect of clowning that can be a thing, too. I don't know that that's what happens at the so circus. Sad. It, it's complicated. It sad. It's it complicated. Sad. Yes. So, I, I looked at the history of clowning and it's too complicated oh, to talk about. Oh, no, really? But I found this out. <laughs> okay. It's a hierarchy of clowns. There are clown archetypes. And they have a hierarchy. Some are higher up status-wise than others. Please do tell. Okay. White face clowns. Yes. I'm sorry. They're at the top. I didn't decide this. Uh, This is just historically true. We'll push through it. Yeah. They have white makeup on, typically dressed in all white. And they're the top of the food chain when it comes to clowns. Oh, geez. They're the straight man. They're kind of like the Mo, if there's a, a Three Stooges. Like, they're the straight man and the leader of the clowns in their vicinity. And so they're the ones that are probably pantsing somebody or at least not getting pantsed yes. by anybody. <laughs> okay. That's the top clown. They're also red clowns. Okay. They are usually the victims of the pranks of the clowns. Mm. They are the fall guys. They'll take pies to the face. They'll get pantsed. There's a lot of pantsing with clowns. Yeah. Because they wear the big, you know, the hoop. Like you could just get an automatic drop of the hoop pants for clowns that it's 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 great for pantsing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there are also character clowns. These are clowns that take on jobs or roles like a cop or a train conductor or something. Okay. They're basically the actors of clowns. Do rodeo clowns fall in that? Now, or is that a whole separate thing? Well, that's the thing. And you'll get to it. Rodeo clowns are well, it's not it's not a complicated hierarchy. It's basically oh, a three-tier oh. hierarchy <laughs> with a possible fourth one. <laughs> Rodeo, I believe, falls under character clown because okay. it's like I'm a clown, but I'm also a cowboy. Yeah, it's like it's like I'm a an actual human man. Yes, dressed up like a clown, dressed up like a cowboy. I'm playing a clown, playing a cowboy. <laughs> uh, some people argue that the hobo clown uh-huh. is actually its own cast of clown. <laughs> To me, I agree. It should just be a character clown. Right. But there's so many of them, I guess, mm-hmm. that we decided we have to give them their own delineation. <laughs> but it seems that character clowns maybe are in the middle. It depends on what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> Red clowns way at the bottom, bottom feeders. White face clowns. At the top. At the top. Yeah. Pulling everybody's pants off. Jeez Louise. Yes. I never knew. The bits that they do, they're not bits, they're gags. Though that's white faced. No, that's any of them. That's, that's any that's, of them. Okay. If a clown's doing a bit, it ain't a bit. It's, it's a, a gag. gag. Okay. Thank you. Yes. And it ends with a blow off 
That's the punchline. Oh, shit. Which is the flower squirting water? Would that be <laughs> a blow-off? It depends. Okay. A gag ends with a blow-off of confetti or just a good old-fashioned trouser drop. <laughs> the language feels the wrong kind of down to clown. Yeah. You know? It just seems like a blow-off of confetti everywhere. Mm. Weird. Now, mm-hmm. the clowns are typically in the circus called on to fill in the gaps. Yeah. Like when it's slow. Oh, yeah. At the cir- it's like, oh, don't look over here. We're changing out, you know, elephants or whatever. So, and then you look at them. They don't. <laughs> don't look over here. We're, we're hitting elephants. Well, I was going to say, they're also called in for emergencies. Like if something goes wrong, it's like, ah, call in the clowns. You summon the clowns with the entrance of the, <laughs> the gladiators. <laughs> they're dispatched to distract the audience from an emergency in yes. some cases. They do not run circuses. They're not the ringmaster. Yeah. That is way above their pay grade. Uh-huh. So Crackers is either a progressive or a fraud. Yes. Well, he runs an interesting circus. Yes, he does. And Orko has come to the circus in lieu of doing chores or anything else. And his arc in this cartoon is, I want to be in the circus and I want to do it now. And I don't practice at things enough. Uh-huh. And I don't stick with it. <laughs> He seems to learn his lesson because he learns that the circus sucks. Yeah. I mean, really, it's close to the reality of like he has to wash an elephant. And in the real world, it's like I lost my leg because the elephant got spooked and trampled me. Yes. Uh-huh. But he, he befriends Crackers the Clown. And this just tells you, I don't think they meant to do this, but man, did it seem to really tell the tale of Crackers the Clown. Okay. Because Orko says, I wish I was in the circus. And Crackers says, but don't you have a home and people who care for you? And the implication is that the two are mutually exclusive. Uh-huh. You can't have people that care for you. And be a clown. And be in the circus. Uh, they don't exist together. Yeah. And he's like, I, I don't have anyone that cares about me. That's why I'm here. That's what he's not saying. I've tattooed this makeup on my face. <laughs> so sad. Or he was born that way. Yeah. We don't We don't know. You're right. How You're do right. you know a real clown? I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that. You, sh- you, you shouldn't assume. <laughs> You've missed clowned him. <laughs> Hey, Will, are you down a clown? Always, baby. In Orko wanting to, I don't know exactly what he wants to do at the circus. It seems like he wants to do it all. He just wants to be there. Yes. And I don't know if he is a child in his race, but let him do what he wants. Who gives a shit? He's a troublemaker. He's not good (laughs) at doing magic, but he does do magic. Orko is genetically engineered for circus work. He's basically a clown and an illusionist at the same time. Yeah, yeah. He is circus. Because he's he's a clown because half the time or more, let's say 70% of the time he's a clown. Yeah. Can't get his, his magic to work. Mm-hmm. 30% of the time when it does work, hey, I did a magic trick. And uh-huh. the rest of the time you're laughing at the guy. Yeah. And that's the life of a circus it's a performer. Off. It's a big blow off with a bunch of confetti or just a good old fashioned gag. Trouser drop. Yeah. <laughs> But, I mean, that's how it works, is that you either are slightly impressive, I can't believe that low-status person pulled this off, Uh or laugh at you. That's the life of the circus performer. It seems. Let us know. Circus listeners. (laughs) All one of you. Somebody else in Eternia is just as excited about the circus, if not more so. Oh, yeah, it is. His name is... Skeletor. Skeletor. Oh, Skelly. Skeletor is so excited about the circus. And I'm starting to think, based on all the things we've seen Skeletor do and, and all the ways he acts and the stuff he, he likes, mm-hmm. I am starting to characterize Skeletor as a child of divorce. And his mom's boyfriend, like the one that he connected with, yes. took him to the circus, maybe uh-huh. to do some other cool things. And then he left his mom. And now the circus has this extra layer of meaning to him. Because yep. he he goes pretty ballistic about the circus <laughs> not, on not, this episode. Yeah, not coming to Snake Mountain. Yeah, yeah. like he, he has a very strong emotional attachment to this. And I feel like that's part of his... He's not very emotionally developed. Uh-huh. He, he has arrested development. And so I feel like that's part of his story is like, when my father left, he was the only Bob was the only one that took me anywhere. It was the circus. And now the circus not coming to Snake Mountain. It, it triggers him. Yes. It's it's like being rejected all over again. No, yeah, I get you. Skeletor summons two of his classic cronies, like two of the original action figures that were released with the line. Evil Lynn. And Beastman. And Beastman. Yes. Evil Lynn, we haven't really gotten to see her a lot in the cartoon yet or like say much. Not at all. But boy, is she she's cartoon beautiful, man. <laughs> She's CB. I'll say it. I'll say it. She's a real tune beauty. Yeah. She's also got a mouth on her, which I, I'm digging it. 
But Skeletor summons them, and he says to Evil Lynn, Have you received word yet from the circus? You mean about your request for them to perform here at Snake Mountain? Yes. She's like a, a capable sorceress. Yes. She's an adult woman, if nothing else. Uh-huh. <laughs> and this feels like such Hollywood assistant bullshit. A bumbling man-child is having a very capable and talented woman do weird errands uh-huh. that are childlike for him. Yes. I'd love to see the email exchange uh-huh. between Evil Lynn and whoever does the booking for the circus. Let's just say it's Crackers. He's, it's, he probably, it's like a one-man operation as far as that goes. Right. Where it's just like re-circus booking. Uh-huh. <laughs> My boss... <laughs> <laughs> My employer has expressed interest in your interdimensional circus uh-huh. visiting Snake Mountain. <laughs> and like you said, this is why Skeletor is upset that they have rejected his bid uh-huh. to have them entertain him at Snake Mountain. If I'm any kind of entertainer, uh, yeah. circus, whatever, yeah. if I'm a contractor, if I'm a guy who's going to work on your pipes or whatever, and I get two bids, uh-huh. one is from the Eternian Palace. And the other one says Snake Mountain. Uh-huh. I'm sorry. I'm not even going to respond to Snake Mountain. That seems like a setup. Like, I'm going to end up in a body bag or uh-huh. a, a landfill somewhere. Or robbed. Just robbed. At least robbed or, yes. or demeaned in somewhere on a video, on, on like an underground video somewhere. Uh, it just, and I'm, I'm, you know, kudos to Crackers for even writing back uh-huh. and saying, no, we're not going to come to yeah. Snake Mountain. Like, that, that takes balls. It does. And Evil Lynn really loves that they turned him down. Uh, mm-hmm. She likes to see Skeletor taken down a notch. When will they won't. They turned you down. They what? Skelly really needs to get his house in order because you can't, I mean, it's hard because the angrier you, you get, the more childish you seem in a situation like that. Mm-hmm. But he is letting people run loose. These are his employees. Yeah. You can't let them disrespect you like that. Yeah, they're running amok. The problem with excluding Skeletor from the circus based on where he lives, I'm maybe they saw also, my name is Skeletor. Mm-hmm. And they're like... <laughs> I don't see I don't see that happening. <laughs> is that it reinforces his feelings of outsiderness. Yeah. You're saying, hey, you live in the bad part of town, the one that's named after a snake. Yeah. So we're not gonna <laughs> let you enjoy the circus at your home. Yeah. You're you're is only getting getting double punished. Exactly. Yes. So you're just reinforcing, you're telling him, hey, the world hates you. Mm-hmm. You gotta do what you gotta do to get yours, and yours is the circus. Yes. So he sends Beastman mm-hmm. and Evil Lynn. To put the kibosh on that circus. Yeah. I didn't realize that Beastman had mastery over beasts. Me neither. Like, I thought he was a master at being a beast. Uh Uh-huh. Because he looks, he's like, (laughs) he's like a shaved Sasquatch. Yes. Just slightly, (laughs) occasionally shaved. Uh, I love the way he talks. (laughs) Now I'll use my power to control wild animals. (laughs) Myrtle, you will do what I say. But the animals listen to him, and he takes control of Myrtle, the three-trunked elephant. Yes. That's really the heart of this episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> With Beastman, I didn't realize that he did this, but I feel like it's also he might just be an animal that learned to talk, uh-huh. and that's why the animals listen to him. It's just like, hey, listen, my boss is just really, he's on my ass right now about the circus thing. If you guys could just, like, squirt some water and— It's a whole stepdad thing. I mean, it goes <laughs> yeah. pretty deep. He's just really immature, and I, I really appreciate it, Myrtle. <laughs> He he causes a momentary issue at the circus of taking over Myrtle, making her like bring down the big top uh-huh. yeah. tent and all that. Um, it, it doesn't work. Yeah, it doesn't work because He Man shows up. Yeah, <laughs> and this is the only time in watching He Man we've ha- we I can think of mm-hmm. that we have skipped over a transformation on screen because yes. usually they will take every opportunity to show us that same animation of He Man. Going through everything, like mm-hmm. taking two minutes of time to just make that script, just pat it out, baby. Yeah, pat it out. Yeah. And they actually skip over it, uh-huh. like just show a silhouette and go through it fast. So I guess there was just so much important <laughs> shit going on in this episode about circuses and clowns. So much clown info and so knowledge. Much, yeah, that they just like, you know what? We got to make room. Sorry. <laughs> but he shows up. He solves that problem. Mm-hmm. So Skeletor says, I got to do this myself. Yes. He actually says... I'm going to make the circus sorry. (laughs) (laughs) He's so petty. He's Uh so bad. He's a child. And that's why he needs to be approached not with punishment. I don't think it's going to work. When he says things like this, though, all I hear is, I'm hurting. Mm -hmm. I'm a devil priest with a broken heart. (laughs) I miss my mom. I I never knew my dad. Please give me attention. 
and please just love me. Acknowledge me and love yes. me. I'm mm-hmm. worthy of love. I want love. Yeah. I'm hurting. He's crying inside. He is. <laughs> so his solution is to secretly set up a tiny little tent amongst the many tents of the circus grounds. Yep. That has a giant skull on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he just, I love it. He just is, he, he has no taste and God bless him for uh-huh. it. He's like, I gotta put my face on this thing, even though it's supposedly under wraps. Like you, you shouldn't know about this. He sets it up, what he's going to do with, yep. wait till these fools see what I have in store for them, which really had me praying uh-huh. and believing yep. that we were getting a setup for him to go out into the circus and do an act that blows crackers out of the water. Uh-huh. Like I thought he was just going to be like that thing where he like looks in the mirror and he's like, ah, slaps himself, it's go time. And then he goes out there and just does, I don't know, a comedy set or a dance or some kind of multi-level entertainment extravaganza. That any white-faced clown would be proud of. Uh, yeah, yes. he would outclass He would outclass and outrank that, the highest level. The Pope of Clowns would kiss his ring. I'm. T- he keeps saying things like, it's time for the Skeletor Circus. Uh-huh. I'm ready for the Skeletor Circus. Yes. I'm pumped about it. Skeletor has been waiting all of his life mm-hmm. for this opportunity, whether he knows it or not. Yeah. I don't think he realizes how much of an entertainer he really is. Oh, yeah, for sure. And how much the world would make sense to him if he would just pursue that line Circusry. of- Circusry. Yeah, he's perfect fit even more than Orko. Uh-huh. He is a one-man circus, strong man. Yep. Illusionist slash magician. Yes. Clown. Yes. Freak show. All rolled into one. Uh-huh. Yep. A one-man circus of Skeletor. He could do the whole thing himself. Easily. Yes. Easy. He could be he could headline one-man shows uh-huh. at Madison Square Garden <laughs> if he wanted it. Instead, what it is, sadly, mm-hmm. is that he's just taking over the circus. No one can come in. He tells everybody, you can't come to the circus. Yeah. They will perform for me alone. <laughs> I will be the only person. Which like a is, dictator, yeah. Yes, and yeah. that's a, yeah, they do that in uh, North Korea, I uh-huh. believe, where they just have people perform for basically empty rooms. <laughs> so he's got to get crackers out of the way. Mm-hmm. That's the ringleader. Yes. And the ringmaster. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so he just tricks crackers into going into the tent. The, the, the skeleton, the skeleton tent, tent. Yep. Which just takes him to a place called Echo Valley. Yes. Which is a big cavernous place where if you talk, it echoes and it destroys itself, and uh-huh. you fall to the bottom of a ravine. Yes. <laughs> Crackers, <laughs> he keeps talking to himself, uh-huh. knowing that this is happening. Yep. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, boy. I have to get out of here. Oh, boy, my echo caused that rock slide. I better be quiet. He-Man shows up to save his ass. Mm-hmm. He-Man proves again that he is an expert lassoist. Yes. Because this is, yes. I think, the second time where we've seen him just produce a rope from his underoos uh-huh. and <laughs> just throws it and manages to save Crackers the Clown. Worthy of any stockyard show. Absolutely. Yes. Meanwhile, though, the real show is going down, or uh, Skeletor is trying to get it to go down, yes. at least. He is laying down the business how it's going to be. <laughs> For the random assortment of circus people that are left with crackers gone. Mm-hmm. He's the new boss, the new yeah. ringmaster. Yeah. Gather around, kids. One of these people is an acrobat. Mm-hmm. That works for them. He looks like a pink superhero. He says to Skeletor, our circus is for children and families. It's not for you. <laughs> it's not for you. So just because Skeletor is a single adult male leading an alternative lifestyle <laughs> as a demon wizard... <laughs> With no face flesh, he's not welcome at the circus. Uh-huh. They're actively saying, we don't want you to experience the joy, the festive grim joy yep. of the circus. It's not for you. <laughs> it's this kind of exclusion that creates villains. Yep, it does. And maintains villains. Uh-huh. Like a fine car that needs maintenance. You got to maintain it. <laughs> and I was already thinking, looking at this guy and thinking about acrobats in the circus hierarchy. Mm-hmm. We know the clown hierarchy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I was like, man, I think the acrobats are the snobs of the circus anyway. Oh, for sure. Then this yeah. guy speaks up and proves it. Yeah. Because they're doing something that is both dangerous and skilled mm-hmm. that people might actually pay for just to see on its own. Yes. Like, this is something, we don't even have to be here. We could be doing this elsewhere. They are the prima donnas yeah. of the circus gig. I feel yeah. like for them to be in that situation, because you could probably be a gymnast or something. Mm-hmm. So maybe... <laughs> the acrobats at the circus all have a backstory of like, well, 
I was an Olympic gymnast, and then, uh, you know, I got caught juicing. I tried out for the 76 Olympics. Yeah, and then, like, I broke my foot, and uh, and I I had someone else's foot broken. And, you know, some kind of sorted affair that it's like, I used to do this, and now I'm the hot shit at the circus, Uh but not hot shit in life. I mean, I still take your girlfriend. But, we're gonna you know. be we're gonna be hearing from some acrobats or circus. Oh, for sure. Uh, types. Dude. I hope we do. Yeah, be nice. All right, be nice to get some feedback. <laughs> <laughs> so He Man brings crackers back to the circus. Yep. And not only is he good at lassos, and not only is he tamed a large cat, battle cat, his yeah. cat that he uh-huh. rides around. Yeah. He, he's a circus strongman, is what he yes. looks like. So he he too between Orco Skeletor He Man, that's the circus mm-hmm. right there. Mm-hmm. That's all you need. Oh, for sure. I'd pay for it all day. He Man is an acrobat. Yes, he is. He and yep. Skeletor have a trapeze fight. Uh-huh. And both of these men <laughs> are carrying around entirely too much upper body mass oh, for to sure. be acrobats. Yes. Acrobats need to be strong, but they do not these guys are these guys are on creatine at the very least. <laughs> At, at the very at minimum. Very least, probably juicing. Uh-huh. And so I it, that they're just jumping around and doing all this stuff. Right. Is, uh, it's pretty funny to see. Mm-hmm. He he embarrasses Skeletor to an extent that I think is too much. It is. Like even for what he's done, which is take the circus away from the people, uh-huh. it's utter humiliation. <laughs> and and He Man's having fun with it. Right. Like he's like looking at the audience, like, hey, oh, oh, oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was degrading. <laughs> and I thought about it and I, I had to weigh whether I wanted to say this on air. Okay, yeah. He man cuckolded Skeletor mm. by making love to the circus Skeletor loves so much to the applause of everybody. It's a public taking away of this thing that he loves and wants so badly. And he man just frivolously makes it his own. Oh, man. And I, I bet you d- during that trapeze performance, I bet you he whispered in his, in his ear like, where's your stepdad at now, motherfucker? <laughs> just, just while passing. <laughs> Well, everybody is applauding it, mm-hmm. and uh, Skeletor is, I would say, cripplingly embarrassed. Uh, it, it should put him in in the bed with haagen <laughs> for at least a week. A couple bonbons. The way he gets away from this one is uh-huh. he accidentally sets off a giant fireworks display, yep. and he rides out on... I, it's so funny <laughs> in cartoons that fireworks can just be basically a cart- a rocket. Yes. Like that you ride somewhere. Yeah. And so yeah. he just accidentally gets blasted into the sky <laughs> and like, ah, that's Skeletor. He's gone now. Like no reconnaissance. No, maybe this guy, you know, we deal with him basically every week. Uh-huh. Uh, he's constantly trying to get us. Maybe we should talk to him. Maybe, you know, I don't ever see that happening no. on this show. It's just blame, blame, blame. Mm-hmm. Some people just need a devil figure in their life. And I think he man's one of them. On today's episode. On today's episode is the segment of Days Past Tooncast, where we take a look at the cartoon episode that we've watched and we ask, what is center stage? What's in the center ring? What deserves the spotlight as far as morals are concerned? Gather round, gather round. And He-Man is the very cartoon that inspired this segment because at the end of every He-Man is on today's episode, followed by a moral. The moral that they give us in this episode really follows the story. For once, it's quite linked into the actual episode mm-hmm. versus like, uh, don't cross the street. Yeah. Ever. <laughs> Listen, don't get in that cabinet. If you really want to be a juggler or anything else in life, you have to be willing to work at it. So when you find something that you really want to do, then do yourself a favor. Work at it. Really work at it. Spend enough time learning the necessary skills, and I promise you, you'll be surprised at how good you can really be. See you next time. Bye! So, Travis. Yes, yes, Will. From this episode of Mm He-Man, what lesson did you learn? Oh, the lesson I learned is, uh, you know what, it's all right to be a clown. Maybe you thought that, you know, being a clown wouldn't be a great way to earn cash or not a great career decision, you know, after college. But if you find a good clown school and you really commit to that, it can be a really horrible decision that doesn't pay good at all. No women will follow you. You'll be shunned for years, but it'll be all right. You'll have some other losers like you surrounding (laughs) you through different loser cities that you follow and... (laughs) It'll be horrible, but it'll be something to to do, I guess. So that's no, pretty bad. That's the circus life. Yeah. It seems like is the I'm just going to keep making decisions 
and they're going to take me down the road yeah, like all, a train that won't stop. That's all sad stuff I said. I guess it's not great. Well, what did you, what did you learn on today's episode? I learned a lesson and uh, it has to do with the lesson that they directly taught us, the moral yes. that they okay. handed us. Yeah. The moral that they handed us was it takes practice. Mm. And the lesson that I took is there's no substitution for raw talent. Skeletor has got it. Capital I, capital T. He's got something about him. And whether it's born from an emotionally tumultuous childhood, dark magic, or just a God-given gift, Skeletor's a natural entertainer. And you can't take that away from him, and you can't practice yourself into that. Mm. And people hate him for how good he is. Yes. So yeah. if you practice and you don't have it, too bad, drop your dream, because you're not going to get that great. But then if you do have it, uh -huh. the people that don't have it will be mad at you and make you go live on Snake Mountain. Hmm. It doesn't work either way. Thank all you clowns for joining mm. us today on the Days Past Tune cast. Yeah, we're back. We're back. It's yeah. 2021. Hey. <laughs> oh. <laughs> if you are a clown, as in the cool kind of clown, yeah. or if you're not a clown, as in you're not a clown that's an idiot, uh -huh. then you should go to Apple Podcasts Find Days Past Tooncast. Give us a rating of five stars and leave a written review. We will be so glad for it. It gets our podcast in people's faces and in their ears. Yes, please. And also, listen, check out our Twitter and Instagram at DP Tooncast. All right, we fell off the wagon, Travis, but mm -hmm. next week, I'd like to crawl back up it, on, under, the, under the wagon and use it as shelter. Yes. Because it's going to be Valentine's Day. Oh, man. And we have to touch on a new tune for us. Yeah, okay. In celebration. Yeah. You've seen them. If, you, if you've ever received a Valentine. Yes. They're behind it somehow. Uh. They're the peddlers. They're they're the benefactors of Valentine's Day themselves. They're the kings of stare. The Care Bears. These cuties are coming at you hot. Get ready. <laughs> DPTC's covering those cuties next week for Valentine's Day. The Care Bears. The inventor of rainbows coming at you. Thank you guys for joining us, for listening. And until next time, tutor, my duder. I'm still down to clown, Will. Tutor, my duder. <laughs> Sounds like monsters and aliens more than anything else. You know, the thing about being a clown is you were forced to smile at all times because uh -huh. even though you're frowning, there's a smile painted on your face and that's going to feel fucked up. That's going to send some bad messages to you. Yeah. Like you can be in the worst days of your life and then the face in the mirror is still smiling back at you. <laughs> <laughs> Average life expectancy of a clown. What do you think? Too long? <laughs> Just too long, right? Low. I think suicide rates are high. Mm. And also police arrests are also high. Yeah. I'm glad we didn't even talk about uh, John Wayne Gacy being a fucking clown. Yeah, that's another one. That's another one of those bummers. Oh, there's lots of bummers. There's not like a bunch of clowns you point to like, what a happy life. Uh-huh. It's just... Why did you choose to do that all the time? Fucking bummer. Yeah, if, you're right. Either you liked it, and that's weird, or you had to, and that's sad. Yeah. But I mean, maybe, because I feel like that's also how we viewed, like, sex work for a uh -huh. long time. Either you liked it. <laughs> sex so, work. Yeah, and so I feel like maybe that's, we need to come, we need to get a little more woke on the clowns, because just because you're doing it, that doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you mm -hmm. or your life. <laughs>